Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. On Monday, Pete Carroll debriefed on that awful loss we watched on Sunday to the Vikings. Let's start with Pete's comments about his confidence in the team's ability to rebound. Just like I said, the, the guys in the locker room, um, you know, we've been through a lot and the leadership can speak on a lot of different topics and, and you know, help guys understand how things go and the, the how seasons, you know, the course of seasons and how many games are left I and mean, all that kind of stuff. Really have really good, really good voices in there to help. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to do my part and the coaches are trying to do their part. Um, just to be realistic and, you know, not follow the storylines that come from outside here. We got to take, take care of business in here. The Seahawks defense is currently last in the NFL in total yardage allowed, causing a lot of us to draw similarities between this year's team and the 2020 unit. Here's what Coach Carroll had to say on the subject. Well, the, it, it, it feels a little bit the same, Art. It feels that, you know, we're, we're, we're giving up too much, uh, you know, and, and it feels like we're, in similar situations we've been ahead you know we were ahead in games a lot last year uh early on and uh, we jumped out on this one too you know and and that that's similar and responding to those situations and holding the score down has not been a strength of ours early in the year and so um i don't i don't know how to explain that to you in relative you know from one year to the next but it seems similar and i can see why you would observe that and if you go back to last year, you remember when the Seahawks, they had a team meeting, they all got together, they talked about what their jobs were, they wanted to make sure they were communicating. So that has led a lot of people to speculate that the struggles on defense again this year are related to communication difficulties. Uh, I don't feel it's the same because we've been around together more so. And that was, you know, a lot of newness and all, um, but it always helps. And, and in a situation, you know, where that was a, a communication challenge system uh, situation yesterday um, so there was some stuff that happens but uh, we're not in the same we're in a different kind of different place right now while you have some people talking about the communication difficulties others see a coaching issue and so if you've been reading up at fieldgoals.com wilson Kahn, i know he wants to say that he agrees with that assessment and you can see what dj reed and trey flowers said yesterday about scheme confusion in his article recapping yesterday's media availability on the field goals website. But for now, Greg Bell, who did that interview, he asked Pete Carroll directly about it. And here's how Pete responded. I don't, I don't know about what they said. I didn't, I didn't hear that. And I, I didn't read that. So I don't know what, what they have, they've said, but, uh, I, what I would tell you is that it's a frustrating, it was a frustrating game. And, uh, that's why we have Monday. So we get back to business. We, we, everybody looks at the film together and we talk through everything. Everybody gets on the same page. Probably the issue that Coach Carroll seemed the most upset about was the team's issues on third down on both offense and defense. Yeah, I have strong feelings about third down conversions. Um, yeah, both sides of the ball. Um, it was is it's clear. I mean, it's 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 a common theme. This is kind of what how the game works, you know. And uh, offensively in the second half. Um, you know, we had two shots on the first two drives that we didn't convert, and it made a big difference. We, we had, you know, I, we, I think we had a sack situation that, that took place in there that made it a real long situation. But those are crucial because the other team was able to convert, and they held the football and did a nice job keeping it away. You know, I, I, if 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 I had, a, you know, you'd ask me before and say, "Hey, you give up nine points in the second half. How do you feel about that?" Well, I would have felt pretty good about it, but not not the way it happened because our offense wasn't able to uh, to get on the field. 
you know, the three long drives as I mentioned, I think it was a five, a seven, and an eight, something. You know, those were those were long possessions. And uh we're sitting there waiting, you know, and, and I think the offense had the ball twice and got the ball back with four minutes, four thirty in the game, you know, and so uh in the second half. So um that's that's third down conversions on both sides of the ball. And so we gotta work together much better than that and, and uh it's, you know, that's it's it just tells the story, unfortunately. Moving on to notes about specific players, here's what Pete said about undrafted free agent rookie tackle Jake Curran, who stepped in for Jamarco Jones during the game, who was dealing with an illness. He he, he held he held on. He did all right, and you know he was going against Daniel and their their best player, and and uh, um, he had you know there's a few plays in there, a couple sets and stuff that he can get better at. He's a good technician. He does things right for the most part. Uh, he had to catch up with with. Hunter coming around the edge a couple times and, 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 you know, stressed him. But uh, in a backup role, first time, he did a pretty good job. Pete also discussed when we might see recent acquisitions, Bless Austin and John Reed, and if they might be getting into the rotation at cornerback as well. There's a there's a competition kind of brewing with those guys, you know, trying to show and and be prepared for, for the opportunity that pops. And, and uh, those guys are all working hard and doing well in practice, and, and, and so there's uh, Johnny jumped in at the nickel spot for a, for a snap, and, and uh, so you know I'll let you know when, when we know more about that. But it's ongoing. Closing out on injury news, Pete Carroll said the team doesn't yet have an update on Benson Mayoa, who sustained a concussion during the game, and neither updates on Rashad Penny or Brandon Shell yet this week. Those will probably be coming toward the middle of the week when the first injury reports are due. But he did say that D. Eskridge is looking good to play against the 49ers. He's coming off a two-game break after a concussion in the opening game, and the team will have an opportunity to take Trey Brown, Cedric Abuehi, and Colby Parkinson off the injured reserve this week, with all three having served their minimum three-week stint. If you're looking for more Seahawks news, head on over to fieldgoals.com. One major news item on Monday was that Josh Gordon is returning to the NFL However, he is not returning to the Seahawks. He is planning to sign with the Kansas City Chiefs. Based on how things have gone in the past, I am definitely wishing Josh Gordon the best of luck. I'm hoping that he can turn things around and hopefully finish out a season. So good luck to him with the Chiefs. I'll be back with Clinton Bonner. We will be talking three in, three out. And actually, if you watch the Seahawkers podcast YouTube channel, you may have already seen it come out on Monday night, but that's going to be right here in your feed coming up next. So be sure and check that out. And until then go Hawks.